Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used or just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hey, this is Richard Jacobs with Future Tech Podcast. Almost here, round the corner of future technology. And today I'm here with Adam Parkin, uh, Director of Communications at BlackLane.com. B-L-A-C-K-L-A-N-E.com. Um, Adam, how you doing? I'm doing fine, thanks. How are you? Yeah, I appreciate you coming on the call. Um, you know, I, I don't want to make a misstatement, but, you know, at first glance, uh, you guys do limousine, chauffeur services, and all that, but... W- what makes what you do um, different from, let's say, Uber or uh, taxi service or limousine service? What's Black Lane's story? Sure. Uh, that's a very common question. Um, what makes us different is there's a, a real focus on quality. Most of our rides are longer distance. Um, our most common ride is between an airport and a hotel. And so our passengers um, really like the uh, the high quality, the service that, that comes with the ride. Um, they, they like um, the consistency around the world, too. We're in more than 50 countries and more than 250 cities. Um, all of our drivers speak English. Yeah, uh, so we, we have a big uh, footprint. Um, uh, 64 of those cities um, came in uh, really the, the back half of this year in um, the Asia-Pacific region uh, where we had a, a big round of expansion. So our, um, our, our passengers really, as I said, they enjoy the quality. Uh, they enjoy the, the consistency around the world. Um, and then if you look at different types of segments that are um, uh, similar to ours, if you look at the legacy limousine um, industry, for example, um, our prices are uh, much more competitive um, than they are. Uh, you're looking at you know, uh, just a, a fraction of what it would cost um, to take a ride from JFK uh, into Manhattan, for example. Um, we oh. we try to have a lot of um, uh, customer-friendly policies, too, so there's no extra fees. Taxes are included. Tolls are included. Uh, those types of things. Um, and then for the drivers, you know, they're, they're a very important part of our um, of our offering, and um, we we have a real loyal driver network. We we see our drivers as as true partners, and um, we do our best to grow with them. Yeah, I can tell you, I took a taxi ride. The worst one I ever had was in Manhattan, and I went to the airport, and I shared a cab with these other folks. I didn't realize, you know, I had to sit in the front. I didn't realize until I got in, I was in like a Lexan bulletproof box, you know, for safety. <laughs> So it was right. worse than uh, I would imagine being in a cop car, and I was shoved into this box, and it was horrible. So I, I welcome alternative transport to the normal taxi companies. I can tell you that much. Um, let's talk first about quality. You mentioned that a couple times. So what is yeah. it that Black Lane does or the drivers do that make it a better ride experience than just, like, you know, a crap taxi? Sure. Well, the... Uh, for example, when you uh, exit baggage claim, you'll have a driver um, with a uh, holding a sign with your name on it or um, your company's name. You can personalize the sign however you want. Um, the driver will help you with your luggage right away. Uh, they they walk you to the vehicle. Um, depending on the airport, um, ideally it's it's right outside. Sometimes it has to be um, a little further, depending on the parking setups and, and whatever um, regulations there are. Um, sometimes, um, you know, in, in New York, um, we'll have drivers say, would you like to walk with it, you 
to walk with me, or would you like to wait here and I'll bring the car around? Um, mm. uh, when you, yeah, when you get into the vehicle, um, you're looking at uh, a bottled water. Um, in, uh, you know, in in Europe, often it's you know you even have your choice between still and sparkling, uh, but you, you, it's just a, a relaxing experience. Um, the driver will ask if you're comfortable with the uh, the climate in the vehicle, uh, if you'd like to have any music, uh, if you want it completely quiet, uh, and then you, you also just have the discretion um, for if you need to make a, a work phone call um, to know that that uh, these drivers are professionally trained or um, uh, uh, they it's completely normal and common for them to um, to let uh, passengers um, do their work. Um, the, the vehicles are more spacious, so um, it's not uncommon okay. to even for, for longer rides have people um, working on their laptop in the back of a car. So it's a um, a, a real um, uh, we try to take the stress out of uh, out of your ride. All right, and how do you guys fit in now that Uber and Lyft? are in a lot of areas and you know the taxi companies I'm sure are going crazy over over them. I mean where where do you guys fit in in this ecosystem now? Well, we fit in where people want a commercially licensed and insured uh driver uh and commercially licensed and insured vehicles. Um the what what we found I would say, you know, you mentioned um Uber Lyft taxis where those um, companies do the best are also where we do the best. Um, the, the ecosystem for mobility is, is big enough for uh, for all these players. Uh, throw in car sharing um, as well, um, and th- there's um, there's room for for everybody. Different types of rides require different types of, of needs. Um, you know, your short distance inner city mobility is a different type of ride than a 45 minute ride. Um, to or from the airport where you want, um, you may, you know, things like cost certainty um, are more important mm-hmm. for you. Comfort is certainly more important. Space, um, help with your luggage. These things are all um, are all different than going a few blocks to or from dinner on a weekend. And so there's there's plenty of room for all of these players in the space. Um, uh, what okay. we have found, yeah, uh, go ahead. Yeah, you would think, I'm sure people tell you this all the time, well, you know, has an Uber or Lyft put you out of business? Or, you know, I'm sure people would naysay what you guys do, yet it sounds like you're tremendously successful and growing. I mean, why is that? Is it just because there's room, or, you know, how is that possible? Well, th- there certainly is room. Um, we we think that the, uh, that the service that we offer and the way we package it is a, a very customer-friendly um, type of offer. Um, we, we've seen that ride-hailing um, by... Uh, by definition, tends to be on demand, uh, where people will, you know, in the moment, uh, pick a ride. Um, and for us, you you book in advance. So it could be one hour in advance, or it could be months in advance. But you book in advance, and you know the price you'll pay, and uh, and that's that. And so it, it it's part of a, um, uh, often part of a larger travel uh, itinerary. So you're already flying somewhere, going somewhere new, and you'll want, um, you know, you'll want to know what the price is ahead of time, pay automatically. Um, not have to deal with any, um, uh, you know, currency. Uh, you'll especially if you're going internationally to know that your driver will mm-hmm. speak English uh, is, is something that um, our customers value as well. Um, and then the sure. level of, of customer service and support um, is is different. We um, we have a 24/7 um, customer care team um, available by phone, social media, email. Um, so even those things uh, where we find that. Um, 
that, that that's what our customers enjoy. And the, there certainly is enough room for um, for all these players um, the, and all yeah. these types of services in the market. Yeah, you, you spoke once about uh, legacy limousine service. Um, what are some of the frustrations you saw on the market that you guys have taken away with your service versus um, traditional limousines and pickup? Yeah, the the our um, our uh, CEO and co-founder Jens Voltorf uh, was a frequent business traveler. He was working for um, a consulting company, and he started Black Lane in large part because of the frustrations that he experienced. Um, for example, um, the wait time. Um, sometimes, uh, depending on if it's a domestic flight, some of the companies only wait 30 minutes, and if it's an international flight, they'll wait an hour. Um, the uh, the booking process is um, can really vary for for many companies. Um, it, it requires uh, a phone call uh, because they don't have um, their their own um, online system, or if they do, it's kind of a clunky system, and um, you have to call or send an email and ask if they have availability and, and then wait for a response. Uh, and, and then there's also the cost element. Um, the, the, the larger um, legacy limousine businesses have um, more overhead, more cost, and it's just a, um, a, a more expensive um, proposition. Uh, what, what Black Lane has done is work with, um, uh, again, commercially licensed and insured local drivers. Uh, many of these drivers have a handful of vehicles, and when you get that aggregated capacity, then you, you have a lot of openings among those groups of drivers that, that we get to fill. And so we're able to bring the price down while maintaining that high level of service. That's okay. <clears throat> and how have you noticed that customers first find Black Lane? Is it, a, you know, through an app or word of mouth? Or how are you guys gaining market share so fast with doing it? There's certainly um, uh, word of mouth is uh, is incredibly important. There's social media. There's um, uh, of course press coverage, uh, but then there's also your traditional channels like um, uh, uh, performance marketing and, and advertising on uh, search engines uh, was is certainly a, a good lead generation source for us. And then we have a, a team that is responsible for corporate sales, uh, and we also work through. Um, partners, uh, we we are one of our goals is to be everywhere that our um, our customers are, wherever wherever travelers are, um, both physically, uh, geographically, and then online as well. Um, you can imagine how many different places people um, research flight information. Well, um, those are those are all the same companies that we would like to partner with, and so we've um, many people find us through. Um, through uh, various travel websites where they're already making um, bookings for flights and hotels, and then uh, now Grand Transportation is a part of that too. And why is the company called Black Lane? Does that have a significance, or is it just a, a cool name that the, the founder came up with? Yeah, our co-founders um, uh, brainstormed various ideas, uh, and I think the uh, all of our vehicles are black, so that was um, part of it. And then the lane um, implies the driving, so... Um, there, yeah, there, there's no um, no other deeper meaning that that I'm aware of. It, it's really just to um, associate the, um, the the quality of a black car ride, and then um, you know, being on the road. Okay. Um, any holes in the market that you feel like Black Lane's filling, or is it um, again, is there enough room that you know other services may perform what you do? You guys are doing it better, but. Um, you know, are you a lone 
in any particular space in the transportation industry? Well, in uh, in terms of a global footprint, yes. You, you certainly see in um, certain cities or countries that this type of service is available um, locally or regionally, but um, we, we don't see it on a uh, global level. Um, uh, certainly, uh, there are ride-hailing companies that, that have um, some larger footprints, but again, that's a different type of service. For a um, professional driver service, to, to be in all of these cities and uh, is something that we have not um, we, we have not seen. Okay. <clears throat> Do you see like that's where the growth is by being um, in as many cities as possible? Where you know how come you guys didn't just focus on the U.S. for starters and or did you? No, we we started in Berlin. Uh, the company is headquartered here in Berlin, and um, our co-founders are both from Berlin and. So they, from their own personal and business travels, they knew of several drivers here in the city, and they were able to start the company here. And what they found was that when people started to use us uh, here, then they said, well, I'm going to Munich or I'm going to Frankfurt or you know Hanover or whatever other cities in Germany. Hmm. And so the, the company, within about a year, had been in uh, 15 cities in Germany. And uh, from there, people were saying, well, who should I use when I go to Paris? And um, are you going to London? And so we, we expanded um, that way to really fulfill a customer demand. And then um, Chicago was our first city in the U.S. And we, in uh, 2013, we launched 100 cities in 100 business days to really uh, establish that global footprint. And um, you know our growth uh, comes from people using us um, in more cities, uh, but also um uh just new people coming in and using us and especially more frequent travelers who um uh both uh within uh, a country like Germany or um doing international travel. Do you do you guys keep up with uh, a passenger and talk to them and say hey is there anywhere new you're going to or uh, you know do you remind them after they've traveled you know especially frequent travelers do you reach out to them or do you wait for them to um reach out to you for their next ride? Well, we're, we're always open to uh, customer feedback. So we, we have many channels where customers can contact us um, just uh, on their own. But we also have, uh, we, we do customer surveys to, to get um, customer information to understand how they're perceiving the service, what, um, uh, you know, if there's any uh, feedback that they would like to give us that uh, is, is prompted. Um, uh, and then, um, you know, we also um, do have, we, we know some flight information so we can see, you know, where flights originate and where flights are going. So that also helps us uh, build some intelligence as well. And then um, by working with companies, we'll have corporate travel managers ask us if uh, we could um, go to a new city as well so that we can serve their employees when they're traveling to that city. What about celebrities? Do you guys are you favored by celebrities, or is that a new section of the market for you? We certainly do um, get celebrities, but you know this industry is one that relies on discretion, and so hmm. um, you, you won't see us um, posting on social media when we have um, celebrities uh, in our vehicles. Um, it's uh, but we, we certainly have you know the, the same types of people that use this service. Um, uh, before are certainly using it with Black Lane, 
uh, as well. But um, but again, it's, it's they, they rely on discretion, and um, you know they they value a uh, a, a discrete driver and, and a discrete experience. Even our vehicles, um, you, you don't see are branded because um, we we just want to give people the um, the the. Uh, the anonymity and, and the, the peace and quiet of a uh, of a discrete ride. That's great. Okay. So, what do you see as the near term future and the in near term meaning next year or so, and then mm-hmm. far term, which nowadays is you know five or ten years of uh, travel in general and of your role in this industry. Well, in the near term, there's always expansion. As I said, we want to um, go to more cities. We want to partner with more. Um, uh, more uh, websites and and uh, people in the, the travel ecosystem so that wherever you book your travel arrangements, you have the option to book Blacklane. That could be anyone from airlines to, um, to uh, online um, travel agents to um, the companies like, uh, uh, they're called a GDSs. So uh, one of our partners is Amadeus, for example, and they're a company that uh, they process about 40% of the world's airline tickets. And so they're um, an engine connecting travel inventory with um, uh, with, with people buying it, and so we we want to continue developing all those partnerships through the travel ecosystem. Um, the, uh, another big issue for us is quality. As I said, that's uh, very important. But um, when you're talking 250 plus cities and tens of thousands of drivers around the world, it, it's important to establish as many um, consistent things as possible. Uh, even on a on a micro level, you can talk about the the sign that people are holding and making sure that it's the same uh, sign with with the, the same logo in every city you go. Uh, making sure that um, drivers are always asking uh, about the, the temperature in the vehicle and and things like that, and and just building the the highest quality experience we can. And then uh, that also goes for the app. Uh, we're improving our app and uh, wanting to make that as intuitive as possible. Uh, as we go farther down the line. Um, I think you can see um, trying to do more um, longer distance rides. Uh, you, you have people um, in, in the suburbs who are looking for ways to be connected to uh, to airports and the centers of cities on a more regular basis. Um, we have a growing events business as well, so we um, can give people um, you know, uh, when there's corporate road shows or um, when events host hundreds of people in a city and, and they need uh, coordinated uh, transportation. That's a, a certainly a growing business for us and, and one that we will continue to grow. We can do that in any city that we operate, and um, and uh, companies are really uh, valuing that service so they can just have um, one partner with us wherever they want to have events around the world. And, and as you go longer term, um, certainly autonomous vehicles are okay. part of the conversation. Um, the, hmm. the regular the, – the, the regulatory landscape will determine a lot, um, as will customer preferences. Uh, at the end of the day, what we want to do is serve our customers as um, as they want to be served. And so wherever the technology goes to do that, we will be there to serve our customers in that. Is Blacklane looking at any point to uh, use, you know, Teslas or vehicles that have autonomous capability, or is that still too far in the future for right now? Well, it's it's a bit far, but I would say that um, the vehicles that are in our fleet are the ones that professional drivers um, choose. So they make that decision independently based on um, what is best for their business, and then they partner with us. So we have um, vehicles, um, a lot of Mercedes vehicles in 
uh, all around the world. It's especially strong in Europe and um, the U.S. Uh, Lincoln MKT, MKS is, is a very common sedan. And then, of course, the SUVs um, are more common uh, in uh, North America, whereas um, vans are more common in Europe. But um, the, certainly some of those autonomous features are, um, are coming in. And, um, again, we will do what, um, what, what serves our customers best. All right, that makes sense. What do you see as the, um, you know, which players will be in the field and not in the field? Do you think Uber and Lyft and these kind of services will continue to have a place, or do you think eventually they'll crumble, or do you think legacy taxi and limousine service will um, will fall away? What do you think is going to happen? Well, um, the... Uh, th that is the question that, that everybody has, and, and we've seen um, all kinds of, of forecasts from people not owning their vehicles to people still owning their vehicles and, and um, you know, leasing them out or, or um, letting go of them for certain uh, portions of the day in, in, in the broader ecosystem. And mm -hmm. for us, um, we're not really in the business of, of forecasting where the entire automotive industry will go, except to say that um, we, we think – uh, passengers will still value service, will still value quality of rides, and it remains to be seen which um, companies will, um, will will serve that best. Um, but as, as I said before, there, um, there are different types of rides and different types of needs for those rides. And so as people, um, you know, it, I, I can certainly see a higher percentage of autonomous rides in um, uh, in an urban center, um, but more rides with a driver and with service in a um, between airports and hotels and longer distances and and when you travel internationally. So um, for the foreseeable, it looks like there's still plenty of uh, room for uh, the variety of innovative mobility players in the market. Okay, well, very good. So for people that want to start using Black Lane as a car service, what are a couple of different ways they can start interacting with you? You know, through app, phone, email, what's the best, what's that specific info? Yes, so you can book um, for on blacklane.com. Uh, we have an iOS app. We have an Android app. You can just use a, a mobile browser, and um, the, the booking process is very simple. Um, you enter your starting point. You enter your uh, end point and the time and date you'd like to be picked up. And then you'll see the price, um, uh, the, the all-inclusive guaranteed prices um, come up. So um, we have several classes of vehicles. There's a business class, uh, business van, SUV. Uh, there's a first class if you would like something like a Mercedes S-Class. So you'll see those prices come up. And, um, and, it, and then booking from there, it's really confirming uh, the ride and, um, and, and going from there. The register is, is a very straightforward process of, uh, you know, email, mobile phone number, uh, method of payment, and um, and then you're you're good to go. Okay. Well, very good. I, anything else I should have asked you? That uh, I mean, it seems pretty straightforward and useful your service, but uh, maybe I missed something. Anything else we should have talked about? Well, just that um, you know the the amount of innovation in the mobility sector is is truly exciting, um, and the um, there are. Um, so many different um, innovative players and, and uh, different types of rides that um, you know we, we see that the ecosystem will continue to expand and give more opportunities for everyone. If you take a uh, if you use car sharing to go out to dinner, um, 
then if you you may have a couple of uh, couple of beers, a couple of glasses of wine, and then decide to take a taxi home or, or take ride hailing home. Um, as um, as other methods of of travel get more affordable, whether it's air travel or or, or train um, for for long distance, then that opens up more opportunities for uh, for black lane rides to and from airports. And so as uh, transportation becomes more um, innovative and more affordable, it really expands the entire pie for everybody in the ecosystem. Makes sense. Okay. Well, very good. I appreciate your time on the call. It was short and sweet and informative. And, um, you know, thanks for coming. I appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.